Man, we're not short of stuff to talk about tonight. Ton of rumors to address. Beyond that, we have good news, and I bet you don't even know what it is, Marcellus. Ooh, what's that? This is officially our six-year anniversary today. Really? Yes, it, it is. is. <laughs> I need to put this on my calendar. Officially, <laughs> officially May 20th. But yeah, we got a lot to talk about today, tonight, on the Big Go Belt Podcast. So let's, without further ado, get the show started right now, folks. What's up, folks? It is another night of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. Two chains here alongside of my guy, Mr. Silly Sellis. Sellis, how's it going? What's going on? What's going on, everybody? And the team is lacking depth tonight, but that's okay. That's okay, folks, because, you know, if you if you follow all of our content, you know I got a partner who always got my back on Fridays. Well, thir- t- Tuesdays, then Thursdays, then Fridays. Any day, nonetheless, and I had to, had to, I had to use a lifeline. I was like, "Hey, man, you, you know, you doing anything tonight?" And it was like, "I got you, I got you." Nonetheless, I had to introduce you, making her first appearance to the podcast. But you can obviously continue to check us out each and every Friday as we cover Impact Wrestling on our weekly Impact Wrestling reviews. My friend, my homie, Miss Miranda Morales. Hello. I'm really excited to be on the podcast, my very first time. And it's your sixth anniversary show. That's right. So That's right. I'm I'm super, super honored to be on tonight. And I'm really, really excited uh, to be talking about tonight's topics. Yes, yes. And before we go any further, Miranda is the host of The Miranda Show, which you can find that and many more things that she's involved with at The Cheer Shot. Dot com, our brother and sister show over there. Continue to support them. And um, if you are in that, what do you what do you call that region? I never even thought of that. That Arizona Vegas region is, is that yeah. a region? I mean, you can. It's it's technically the West Coast. It's almost. It, I'm more in the southwest, but once you hit Vegas, it's a little bit more north. Yeah. Um, so we can't. But I just just the West Coast. Just okay. Just, yeah. You know, West Coast is the best coast. Okay, no, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yes, uh, if you are in that area, the West Coast, uh, you may have seen her ring announcing and backstage interviewing for a couple of promotions over there. So she's no familiar, uh, she's no stranger uh, to uh, the wrestling scene, just in case this is your first time you've ever, ever heard her voice or checking us out live, seeing her face. But nonetheless, she's joining us tonight and we have a lot to discuss. And we're going to hit it head on right now with the rumors because nothing has officially came out yet. I haven't, at least I haven't seen anything on WWE's official uh, site. And, you know, 
we know from history if something is to be something that it officially does come out in one way or another so we're just going to address it as rumors and really talk about uh the ramifications of that if they are true but nonetheless it has been reported uh first by pw insider that an array of people have been released alexander wolf who he has came out and confirmed that uh his contract is coming up at some date Jessamine Duke, who I have not heard anything from. Vanessa Bourne, who I don't think, I think she made a comment, but I didn't read she it. Did. Yeah. yeah, she did on her yeah. social media. So- Scholar Story, who has not even made an appearance, but besides that uh, Damien Priest uh, pool party that she was in, in, in attendance to, has also been released. Ezra Judge, who I'm very curious to see where he goes. And Kavita David. Uh, was the first set of people that was announced. Now, this person that I'm about to say that regardless of it being a rumor or or whatever it may be, I very much hope it's true because uh, Drake went, what, what's the name? Drake, uh, what's the rap? Works. Works. Yes. 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 Has been released and good. <laughs> <laughs> good. And then ultimately the breaking news that came out today, maybe like few hours ago is that Velveteen Dream has been released and there seems to be a lot of people also happy about that as well. Nonetheless, this is this is a crazy day. This is not that typical uh, Future Endeavors Day that we, we uh, seem to annually celebrate, but this seems to be uh, the return of the plague nonetheless. With all this kind of breaking, folks, what's been your initial reaction, thoughts, or just how are you taking it all in? And Miranda, we'll start with you. Yeah, I, I mean, you're right as far as this is kind of a new way of seeing releases. We haven't had just a pure NXT set of releases. Um, in the past, they've been combined with Raw and SmackDown or, or quote-unquote main roster releases um, in in last year's uh, set. Uh, so I think it's kind of surprising um, that they've done this uh, separately. But it also doesn't surprise me. I mean, we see a new group of signees every few months. And after a while, you just you get too full of talent. And eventually you have to start letting letting people go that you, you know, just don't see a, a future for. I do think it's kind of an interesting list of people that, you know, some have really great p- potential. Some they made pretty big deals about signing and others have been really, really under the radar for quite some time. Yeah. Before we go any further, what's up, Queen? My sister Mimi showing some love tonight. Uh, Salas, go ahead and jump in there. So when I look at these cuts, it's more of a see you later versus a goodbye. Mm -hmm. And when I see a see you later versus goodbye, what really resonated with me, I got a chance to see the biography of Shawn Michaels that came on A&E. And I forgot during that time that even as good as he was, Shawn Michaels was fired at one time or released from WWE. So just because you're released from WWE, that doesn't always mean that you won't have your chance to come back. And, and the person I'm really sticking to here is Velveteen Dream. I think he still was young enough and had that those epic moments that has really turned his career upside down right now, where he may be able to venture out, do some things, and he'll be able to come back and be a bigger star uh, than he was now. And I'm thinking that for some of these releases, it's more going to be like, okay, we can't deal with you right now. But if some opportunities turn around and things get better for you, what's always going to be a place for you because we know the talent that you have. And it's just unfortunate that, you know, sometimes when you get fired for a job thinking that that's going to be it, but that's not necessarily going to be the end all of end all. I think these guys or some of these talents 
We'll get another chance coming back in WWE later. I mean, look at what happened with Drew McIntyre. Um, look at what happened with a lot of people that are on the main roster to this day that got second chances. So I'm not um, surprised, as Miranda said, I'm not surprised. But once again, I think it's going to be a, a second thing that a second chance that we'll see later. Yeah. It, OK, so to focus on Velveteen for a second, for mm-hmm. everything inside of WWE, the things we know, uh, his ring work the gimmick, his age, a lot of potential. The sky's the limit for this person. And, you know, there's obviously been reports about conduct issues and people saying, you know, and I, and I, and I, you know, I've, I've had run-ins with him. I don't want run-ins to sound like a bad thing, but I've, I've met him um, before and I could tell like, there's a bit of an ego attached to this guy. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, if I was right with you when it happened. I was right with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, and I get it. Sometimes this is a gimmick. Sometimes it's immaturity. But, you know, yeah. Also, if I'm not mistaken, that's been that's been about three years ago when, yeah, what, what he's talking about. Yep. But, yeah. Nonetheless, yep. mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, I just look at it it's like it's. Young guy, he's immature. He's 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 in the gimmick, or this is just how he is, and whatever it may be. And I could just imagine how that must translate on the job, <laughs> and how you know at times some people let their stardom go to their head, and and so on. And um, you know, a lot a lot of these things it 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 do take uh, um it do take an event to happen. For some people to really get their legs under them to understand like oh i do have to work on myself i i'm not i'm not who i think i am and so on so for, for that alone i think that this release if it's true uh release firing whatever you want to consider it uh could really be the eye-opening moment that he needs to really work on a lot of things yep. what's also interesting to me is that outside of his uh mcw training he's completely part of the wwe system Mm-hmm. I think this is also will be a test to see, well, how good is that system? You know, he's a complete product of it. Let's see what he can do on the Indies. Can he go out there and uh, revamp himself or, or repackage himself? Can he get that same draw that he got in WWE working a different style of wrestling? Is it possible? And, you know, Big Cass is an example of somebody who was <laughs> like nuclear hot who yeah. hasn't really got that same fire, and although he had many challenges, even one mm-hmm. now, you know, with health, and now he's in the best shape of his life, and I think what he's doing the impact right now is definitely interesting, but, like, it's it, it's not really an easy transition. I mean, even from NXT to uh, the main roster is a hard transition that some people just mm-hmm. can't make. So for wrestling alone, I'm very optimistic to see where he goes beyond this because I do not think this is a you're done forever. This is a see you later. Now, considering all the rumors and stuff that's out there about him and whatnot, that's out of my control. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah, nothing I, about that. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that will make it challenging for him to to be booked on independent shows. I mean, that's going to be, mm-hmm. he's going to be climbing that ladder all over again. And the great news is, yes, he can reinvent himself. He can prove himself. He can reestablish himself. And as Marcellus mentioned, I mean, absolutely, he could circle his way back around in a few years after he's had that time to grow as an individual, as yes. a wrestler, as mm-hmm. a character. Character. But because of 
the reputation and the heat behind his name that's been for quite some time, will he get the chances to do it? Um, I mean, he probably will, but is he going to get in front of the right promotions too? Because that's also the thing. you got to get in front of those larger promotions that do have some kind of streaming, some kind of TV, you know, something in order to elevate yourself. If you kind of stay at a lower tier, you know, you'll get the, the reps in, but you're not going to be able to get, you know, the the TV time and the eyes on you that you need in order to to possibly come back. Yeah, it's uh, the one thing I was going to say is what's what's really interesting or, or, or yet yeah, challenging in pro mm-hmm. wrestling is that when you are problematic in one place, then it taints your image all over. And mm-hmm. regardless of, you know, the conduct issues internally that he may face, regardless of the dark cloud that's following him around. It's hard in wrestling because it's like, well, what avenue do you go in re- in regards to rehabilitation? Now, in the NFL, we've seen problematic players go to other teams and completely get reworked and just become idols. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, God bless his soul, but Chris Henry is a prime example for me. I remember, like, he, he was one of those ones that had – all sorts of conduct issues coming into the league. And then he went to the Bengals and the Bengals were at the time, one of those teams where they were just like, you know what? We're giving everybody second chances. Pat man Jones is another one. And they went out there and they played good seasons. And, you know, Chris Henry had a, 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 a fatal, um, a death. accident. Yeah. Car yeah. Accident. Mm-hmm. But like, we see it work at times. And, Even and, at Chris Carter, Hall of Famer to this list, when he was in Philadelphia, you know, he literally had to be fired for the best thing to save his life in a way. But go ahead, Two Chain, if you want it. No, no, no. Keep, you're right. You're right. And I think that's what Velveteen can because Velveteen is just too, I'm going to go Patrick Clark. He's just too talented as a wrestler, as a performer, for somebody not to give him a chance or a platform. Like literally, you think about all these second tier or maybe third tier promotions that may need that face to put them over mm-hmm. using the social media streams and everything of that nature. You can use that to rebuild who he is. And as soon as that happens, a year later, he's going to come right back. Um, yeah. I, I just really think it. And like you said to James, back to when we saw him in New Orleans. It was a maturity thing. I mean, when the guy signed and was in tough enough, he was 19 at the time, right? Literally, he was fresh out of high school, and he's not that much older than it now that he needs time to, to do that. You could say the same thing about Leo Rush and look at the turn that he's go, kind of going through now. Mm-hmm. And I won't be surprised if you get that knock on the door and say, okay, we want you back now. What can you do for this company? It's going to happen. It's just when you have that much talent, think about what Jimmy Johnson used to say. When you got that much talent, you know, you're not going to be without a job for long. You have to make sure that when you do get that second opportunity, don't blow it because you yeah. have too much potential yes. in the world for you. Yeah. And, Very true. And like when we say some 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 promotions may not care. Yeah. But I think to Miranda's point, we and I think we are saying the same thing. The talent mm-hmm. is there, but to Miranda's point, he may need to take this time to work on conduct, not wrestling. And yeah. Do some Samaritan. I always get this word wrong. Samaritan. Samaritan. <laughs> so, or some humanitarian, because I was trying yeah, to get the two of those yes, words together. Humanitarian <laughs> effort. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You, do some of that work out there in the public and possibly make a change. I mean, MCW here will probably love to have him back in order to, to, to train people and whatnot. But he's going to have to make a positive influence on something. 
And this, the only thing I have the huge reserve about all of this is that he's a black male and it's mm-hmm. hard being a black male in terms of rehabilitation and empathy because Michael Vick did time and people still want him dead and they would never let that go. He was mm-hmm. voted the most hated NFL player when he wasn't even playing. And it's weird to me that he done did his time. You know, his, his his service to society and people just like, no, not good enough. And then you can look at another player who is a quarterback for this team in Pittsburgh, who the <laughs> allegations swirl around them and he is loved. <laughs> He's been the staple of that franchise for years. Wipe that under the rug, huh? They don't <laughs> talk about that. Oh, look, yeah, but look, look, to, 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 to knock on that a little bit. And then when anybody else was problematic on that team, they were released. Le'Veon, Antonio Brown. Any similarities here? So it's just one of those type of things where it's just like, I get it. People do, people have done really messed up things. And would we, have, as a society, we have to do better on turning our backs on people like this. We have to say, well, what can we do to change this around? Where, where are the resources to make this situation better, to provide uh, a better outcome for this person, or do we, or do we as societies turn our backs on them and say, "Well, they messed up, et cetera, et cetera, they're gone." And I think the biggest thing about when you hear releases and firings is that this is one of those the doors close, the doors open moment. What can you do? This is a prime example. Yep. And, and <laughs> let me let me ask yeah. this question too. Let me ask pose this question to both of you. So I'm gonna give you a name that got cut by WWE based off not the similar circumstance, but a a same avenue. They made some mistakes, and now they're trying to be rehabilitated. Rich Swan, who's going to have a better output, Rich Swan or Velveteen Dream? Who do you think will have a better output? Now, I know Rich Swan is much down the line of what Velveteen Mm -hmm. is, but similar situations are why they got cut based off personal circumstances and choices. Who do you think can have a better trajectory or even come back to WWE first? Oh, that's a good question. Well, Rishwan is on television, and he he's is. definitely trending in the right direction. Um, he's in big, uh, high stakes matches. He was he, he I, I mean, is and still sort of is the face of Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And since then, he's been out the way. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I'm not going to say like once that happened, he went out and did you know any type of work to better his image. He laid low. His wife spoke up for him. They handled their marriage internally and they stuck together and they're both flourishing right now. So I think it's a little bit of a different dynamic because I think in a, in a marital situation, they were supposed to turn to each other and work on it together and leave everybody else outside of it. Mm-hmm. I think for Velveteen, we kind of need to see him do something good. We need mm-hmm. to see yeah, him really. build the Noah's Ark or something, you know? But to Marcellus's point, I feel like if you're looking, if you were to give them on a completely even playing field mm-hmm. and kind of equalize them, I kind of am still leaning towards them re-signing Velveteen Dream. Because mm. when you go back to what WWE is, it's entertainment. And the Velveteen Dream character was really appealing to fans. Uh, fans were really drawn to him. He's entertaining in the ring. He has just something about him when he goes and performs that I think we struggle and, and, you know, we talk about this. We've talked about this weekly, the kind of the struggle with Rich Swan. He's a great underdog. He's a great performer, 
but there's still things about his character and personality that lacks that oomph, that lacks the super big draw and persona that we've seen from Velveteen uh, already in his career. So I think if all things considered, super even playing field, I think just the personality and charisma of Velveteen would would be more appealing to to the WWE compared to Rich Swan. That's just my thoughts. Here's an interesting one. I'll take Swan any day. I okay. Look, here's the thing. I'm not a huge fan of the underdog story that has been drug out right now by um, Rich Swan. However, I think that. I just, I, th- I just think as a complete package, he had an incident. Mm-hmm. And other than that, he has been an ideal employee. <laughs> and I think, you know, when I have to weigh pros and cons here, I think that Rich Swan's style of wrestling is more appealing to me. And I also think that, um, I, I, I think that his experience and maturity mm-hmm. is a better safe for me than... I think Velveteen has very good talent for sure. Mm-hmm. It's just that maturity wild card factor that I just I, I just don't know. And I think yep. it does take an event to happen. And I do think I do think it takes a little bit of maybe therapy or whatever it may be to get to the point. Counseling. But uh on the even playing field, I I, I, I kind of lean towards Swan too. I mean, you know, I love Swan. And they're both local people, but that's just where I'm going at with that. Nah, ah, nah, don't you dare. Don't you dare jump in the show and start wanting to say something. Don't you do that. Ah. He's so ready, though. He I is know. so He's ready. ready. Nope, nope. nope. Hello. What's up, what's up Miranda, Damien? Miranda, what's going on, Miranda? What's going on, everybody? Good. I'm good, good, man. It's good to see you, Damien. So wait a minute, y'all talk about therapy and counseling, but you didn't ask the therapist. The I was gonna say, <laughs> it's like the bad signal call. Someone yeah, needs therapy. Where's Damien? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, what's up, Damien G? Joins the show right now, live. We're live again each and every Thursday, eight PM, on our social medias. Uh, if you're listening to the replay of this, uh, definitely each episode drops the following day. Friday morning, but yeah, our other partner in show, Damon G, joins the show, and he's already ready to bust my balls. What what you got to say? Look, man, it's been a long time coming for Velveteen Dream to get Das Boot, as we like to say, and uh, if we're going to compare infringements, Swan versus Velveteen, I mean, it's night and day. Uh, you're right. He's been the model employee. Mm-hmm. At, at impact. And I think that's part of the reason he got the rub to run with the world championship is because he's been that model employee. He's mm-hmm. towed the company line a la Moose as well. Uh, so I'm grateful that he got that chance. Uh, did I think he deserved it from a company standpoint? Sure. Was I interested? Hell no. Like for me, to be quite honest, he peaked for me at the Cruiserweight Classic. Mm. And the fact that he got signed was great and all. Thumbs mm. up. But aside from that, his like you said, Najir, the underdog story. Oh, it does, on, it is a trope that no, no, gets no, no, played no, no, out no, no. a let little me, too much in wrestling nowadays. Nah, let me be clear. For him sustaining the injuries that he had, and yeah, sure, how right, they thumbs up. they they circled around <laughs> that. I liked it, and to the point that they kept forcing it over and over. Mm-hmm. We followed this during. I mean, they look they 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 ran the same thing against. Um, Eric Young, mm-hmm. yeah. and then against mm-hmm. Moose, 
convicted against Kenny Omega. And the yeah. fact that we are covering this with a, a, a good mental capacity that we can say, hold on, wait a minute. Isn't this the same? They're, they're legit having him come out saying the same thing over and over. Not to mention, if you didn't know any better, you're like, if you had your eyes closed, you're like, wait, is that Eddie Edwards out there? Because he was doing the same thing before that. So it's like, it was lazy booking. And it's just the point where it's just like, I'm interested in the guy because he works. He legit yes. works. But Impact wasn't helping him. And as we've seen, no, it left him out to dry. So, you know, but like, how many again, times did we talk about on this show with Jamal that he was nothing but a, a placeholder? He was just the accessory in this whole Kenny Omega gimmick, ongoing angle. And it was like, wait a minute, why is your top champion an accessory to an angle that really doesn't involve your talent? Well, so, or your whole brand. Well, we we'll, 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 we'll definitely catch us live each and every uh, Friday <laughs> as we exert a lot of energy towards particular questions just like that. Because, man, that would that would take us to the rest of the show. We had to do that tonight. Uh, but I will say that of all the releases that has happened, uh, I just want to kind of go back down it one more time. Again, mm-hmm. we have Velveteen Dream uh, announced today. And, and as far as I'm concerned, nothing has been confirmed from WWE side, although some talent has came out on their Twitter to kind of indicate that these things are true. And whether it's released or fired, whatever it may be, I think is I think we can safely say release since it's an abundance of people because I don't think everyone gets mm-hmm. fired from their job the same day unless I was like in some type of cahoots or whatnot. But then you have um, Damien's Favorite referee, Drake Wirtz. Come oh, on, don't even put me out there like that. My favorite referee. Get the F out of here. Um, <laughs> Alexander Wolf was released, uh, which we did saw him on NXT. And he also came out and said again that uh, his date is whatever it may be. And he has a lot to say. Jessamine Dukes, who we haven't seen on TV in a long time, alongside of Vanessa Bourne. Skylar Story, who we have not seen, who was brought in with that Evolve package and that deal. Yes. Um, Ezra Judge and Kavita Devi. So those are all rumored to be on their way out of WWE currently. Now, the next thing, which uh, is a little bit of the news, but we'll kind of talk about it because uh, I, I, I uh, to something Sellers said last week was pretty interesting. So I want to kind of bring this all full circle. But it's being reported by Sports Illustrated, who to me is a super reliable source here. That the Money in the Bank is on July 18th and will mm-hmm. take place in the great state of Texas, said no one, and SummerSlam in August. I'm not even saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> not even <here>. He's <laughs> And SummerSlam will take place in August in Nevada. Hey, Miranda, we'll probably see you out there if you decide to there go out go. there for that. Oh, yeah, just to drive away from me. I'm there all the, the time. But, yeah, Las Vegas got to... Uh, Summer Slam. So Phoenix was in the running at one point, but just you know, Arizona likes to blow things off. So you know, yeah. go cards. Um, yeah. and <laughs> go cards. Go cards. I'm a, I'm a Suns <laughs> fan though, so I'm root, root for your Suns this week. That's weekend. true. The Suns. God, no oh, man. Just let them. Just gonna let me down one more time. I just I, my hopes. I can't get my hopes up anymore <laughs> for Arizona to do anything. But yes, yeah. I mean. SummerSlam coming to to Vegas and absolutely Money in the Bank in Texas. Not surprising to hear either one of those. Definitely Texas. I I mean, that just makes sense. So it is rumored or or, or being reported that uh, SummerSlam will be August 22nd. But 
there has not been confirmation as to where and what venues is going to happen. So first off, before we talk about that, Sellers, you talked about it about two weeks ago, last week, about the reshuffling of things. Mm -hmm. And when you said it, I was thinking to myself, like, I don't know if I picked up on that. So Mm -hmm. how long has this reshuffling of the big four slash five been happening? So think about when Money in the Bank first started. It debuted at WrestleMania, right? Right. And then after that, it shifted to about like that late April or mid-May right after Backlash, because Backlash will always come after WrestleMania. But more and more in the last couple of months, you saw it happen in the summertime. But what is Money in the Bank do? Because like when we went to Chicago, right, that was in June when they did that. They're shifting it to be that midpoint in the summer because it's going to traject those summer line stories that projects new talent, especially when you sign in people at the end of the WrestleMania season that they debut on that Raw after Mania. And when you get a chance to propel and look at what's going on with Cesaro right after Mania, you get him a big win, you propel him, and I fully expect him to win at, at Money in the Bank. So what you're doing is you're taking those secondary tier stars, shifting them up to see if they're ready for that SummerSlam moment, then if they pass that moment, now you're booking to see when they can cash it in by the time Royal Rumble and WrestleMania season goes. So Money in a Bank is like that perfect summer reset that's going to shift new talent to see if you can push higher talent or not. And let's think about what happened last year. And the Miz had took over that Money in the Bank because uh, Otis couldn't do it. Even though we was in the middle of the <laughs> pandemic, they saw that Otis was not getting the, the, the life, mm-hmm. the love the, that he was uh, getting or the booking mm-hmm. the, at, during that time. We got to do something because it's about to be WrestleMania season. So we got to make sure we do something. We can't hold this thing for a year and not do anything with it. So why don't you give it to the Miz as they did as a quick shift off to give it to Lashley, who has it now. But think about who they're trying to propel and all these new people coming in. And once again, we have all these vignettes coming, right? And we still haven't mm-hmm. seen them on TV. They're not going to come in these May or June pay-per-views. Let's bring them in right for money in the bank so they can qualify for that money in the bank or say mm-hmm. I'm in the money in the bank and see what they do to prepare for SummerSlam season. Okay. Okay. Tell you what. Let's hit our commercial break, and we'll come back and jump on that talk topic along with, I guess, uh, paging Mr. Sellers. He has a rant of some sort that needs to get. Oh, I do. Yeah. I just need one minute and it's going to be a good one. It's going to be it better good. not be about Mr. Kennedy, man. Also, yes. I'm telling his, you, his, his, school, is, his, school, is, his school is reopening, by the way. So, really? you know, if you, yeah, if you, okay. you know, you're feeling, 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 feeling froggy, man. We'll get you the BGB scholarship, man. Let me get, get my mic check ready. <laughs> I've been working on my mic check. Let me get that uh, ready. I bet, bet. All right, yo, let's hit our commercial and we'll come back and we'll finish up these topics for the night. This episode of the Big Gold Bell Podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you're going to get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected to the advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add the Big Gold Bell podcast in the section titled, How Did You Hear About Podgo? in the application. All righty, short and sweet. So with that being said, let's go back to the venues here, Texas and Nevada. Miranda, we're going to start with you. What two venues should be hosting these events? Again, SummerSlam in Vegas, uh, Money in the Bank in Texas. 
I mean, Texas is hard just because I'm not super mm. familiar. And there's lots of, of places that they could go. I mean, you're, you're probably going to find a pretty good size venue. Um, but somewhere, I mean, you could do it in uh, Dallas, San Antonio. Mm -hmm. um, you know, those are kind of some of the more popular places. I don't know about Austin. They don't seem to, to be very... Uh, that doesn't seem to be kind of a reoccurring place for, for WWE. So those places are kind of the ones that I'm thinking of. Um, and I think they'd be very welcomed, especially if it's a way for them to kind of build up for WrestleMania coming next year. You know, that could also be a test to see, you know, how, how it's going to, to work out um, and just how, how it's received. Um, with Vegas, I mean, there's and it's SummerSlam, so gosh, who knows where it could be? I mean, obviously you do have um, the uh, Raiders uh, Stadium. I forget the the name of that. Wait, um, what, is, what is it called? I don't know. That's why I was about to look it up right now. Um, uh, Allegiant. Is it the Allegiant? That's right. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. And that's like right off the Strip. It's literally yeah, right by Mandalay Bay. Yep, yep. So, or if they, you know, wanna. Uh, I'm, I'm not even gonna say it. I, I'm gonna tease, you know, this imaginary war. They do it in the MGM Grand because uh, that's where AEW's been doing uh, their shows. But ah, nah, you, you you're close, but no cigar. You do it right across the street from it and do it bigger. You do it at the T-Mobile Arena. Yeah, T-Mobile. Yeah, yep. I have a feeling it's gonna be T-Mobile. I think the Allegiant Stadium is gonna be maybe too big um, for maybe what they're wanting to do. But I I feel like T-Mobile is gonna be just the right size uh, for for that too because you know. Uh, it's also like again too. The West Coast is not necessarily known for uh, bringing in big crowds. I think that's why WWE has stayed more towards the Midwest and the East Coast. And so I think too, this being really the biggest event that they've had uh, fans in since WrestleMania. Um, and again, it's in Vegas, a place that they don't run big pay per views a lot. So I think they may go a little bit more conservative. Or. If I'm not mistaken, I, I, I think it still exists, but UNLV outdoors, right? It still does. Yeah, I, I that one. I don't know about that one though. I don't think they'll they'll do something that I, I don't know. My my gut's leaning more towards T-Mobile, but if they're gonna shoot big, I mean, it would be pretty cool to do it in, at the elite. Because, I mean, because yeah, that I mean that's obviously the mecca yeah. there. But like, if yeah. you're gonna like tackle the whole. I, I outdoor aspect then it's got to be i mean you want to be or stupid hot though like it's stupid oh, hot God, i didn't even think of that like, i didn't even stupid, think stupid, of that. stupid <laughs> hot it's gonna it's gonna be like a crisp probably 115 you Ooh, know crisp. like arizona <laughs> and and nevada especially vegas compete a lot for some of the hottest cities uh in the whole united states during the months of july august so indoors, back, indoors. Back to T-Mobile. Yeah, back to T-Mobile. <laughs> I think the the Raiders Stadium allows to to have the uh, attracting, yeah. yeah, the attracting. Yep. Yep. Uh, but yeah, stupid, stupid hot. That was when I first heard about them coming out here. I said, why in the world? I, understandably, knowing that you have a bit more freedom and more crowds, stupid hot in August <laughs> for Arizona and for Nevada. So everyone brings some fans. You know, a portable cooler. Stay hydrated. Because you may pass out, not because you're so excited to see your favorite WWE superstars, because you <laughs> pass out from dehydration. Especially if you're drinking all day. Damn, yep. like 
Yep. That 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 dehydration heat gonna get to you. Yeah, yeah. All right, Damien, because we know all yeah. things Texas go through you. Yep. Oh yeah, I wish because then <laughs> never mind. We're not even gonna start about Texas today. The last forty eight hours in Texas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mania is gonna be in Jerry World. Mm-hmm. We know this. Cowboy mm-hmm. Mania. Cool. Yep. Whatever. But, but I hold, think- on. hold on. Just one one quick question. This may sound like super like unlogical, but like would they purposely not do it there because they wouldn't want the attendance there to to super- top WrestleMania? Yep. Of course not. Because no. they're going back there for WrestleMania. And they're yeah. going back there because they're going to shatter the record. That's what But here's what they could do. Goal. But but here's what they could also do. They could hold it at Jerry World, but taper off some of the seats mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. save it for Mania so you can always have every year where they apparently make new attendance records for every WrestleMania where it's like new record by two seats, new record <laughs> by five seats. So they could take that avenue. Or to Miranda's point, they could just take it straight up to San Antonio and just, and just do it in the Alamo Dome, you know, and just taper half of that off. If you want to go to the HEB Center over in Austin, you could possibly do that. But as a test run for Mania, to Miranda's point, uh, you basically could pick anywhere. The Dickies Arena also down here is a, is a safe environment to kind of test out your numbers. What? Or if you want to, if you really want to pull an AEW, you know, counterplay, there's a spot here in Garland where they're having Dynamite in July. You want to try it at, at over here in Garland, which is a lot more reachable for people in DFW than going all the way down to Fort Worth or to Arlington. That'll be another good bet as well. Uh, if I was a betting man, I say they either use the Dickies Arena or they just taper off uh, Jerry World if they want to keep it in Dallas. If not, Alamo Dome. Let's uh, all right. So one, Alamo Dome is stupid big. We went there. We matter of fact, we went there and uh, we was there for the record breaking night at WrestleMania. Why not go to the Rangers Stadium? We could the Globe Field. Potentially, you could fit about forty five thousand in there. That's yeah, I'm really upset I didn't get to go to uh, the Royal Rumble in in um, Arizona. Like I, I want yes. I want the baseball yeah. aesthetic. I had tickets to that too. That was, that was awesome. I I started to like that when I saw that. Uh, the next year they they did that and started to kind of have this baseball stadium theme. It started it made sense and you could fit a lot of of people in there. So that was actually a pretty smart and fun move um, once they started to utilize baseball stadiums. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Silas, you want to add anything in there? No, I I think one of the places that I was saying Texas will be the Alamo Dome because I think that would be a Mm -hmm. great place or great venue where, once again, it's a lot of seats there, but you can space it out but still have that acoustics effect where it sounds really loud in there. Super loud in there. Yeah, so (laughs) I I think that would be a great place for Money in the Bank to do so. Um, Vegas, I agree with you guys with the T-Mobile Arena, and I think that's just the best place because, Miranda, I didn't even think about how hot it was until you just mentioned that. I'm not thinking thinking about it. Right, right. (laughs) That's why I was looking at my air conditioner to see if it's still blowing right now. (laughs) But, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, the Alamo Dome will be my pick for, even though I do not like San Antonio as a city, nothing against San Antonio, but I think the Alamo Dome, very much so. But the Alamo Dome is a nice place for it to go. Yeah, if I had to pick, like, cities in Texas, like, it would either be Houston or Austin. I mean, excuse me, Houston or uh, Arlington for me. I know Arlington's out the way, but, like, I'll take it. Over so Dallas, the Dickies girl. Arena, the Dickies Arena actually seats about fourteen thousand. So actually, that might be a pretty decent spot for Money in the Bank. Mm. Mm. 
I don't know if I want to be around 14,000 people, though, but, you know, that's that's just me. <laughs> if you saw that Canelo fight in, in, in over there in Jerry World, it was full capacity yeah. for that Canelo boxing match been, a couple weeks ago. And they've been wanting to get that done for a long time. They they mm-hmm. They've been trying to get Canelo in Jerry World for a long time. So, all right. Nonetheless, that I think is going to cover our WWE rumors and stuff that went on. Unless there's something else I'm forgetting. But anyway, if not, we'll we'll tackle it at the end. Let's go to about the news that came out uh, from AEW. So the press release came out. Actually, let me see exactly when this came out. This came out the 19th. Yeah, it came out the nineteenth, and it came out. Yeah, yeah, about uh, about twelve, about twelve o'clock noon Eastern time. Uh, Warner Media put out that there's going to be some changes to AEW. Uh, if anybody doesn't know, Warner Media is the umbrella that uh, uh, TNT, TBS, and I have got to put some respect on True TV that everyone's out there forgetting about. <laughs> that is under there, along with HBO and all that other good stuff, but. Uh, in regards to uh, their um, their television lines of things, yeah, TNT, which encompasses AEW because that's the home of Dynamite. Nonetheless, they have made some very monumental news. Now we all, we know on one hand that AEW had more shows coming out, and that mm-hmm. was always the question of what it was going to be. It wasn't it wasn't just Dark and it wasn't just Elevation. We knew another show was coming to television. And nonetheless, in this press release, it said the AEW franchise continues domination and expands to TBS in 2022. Mm-hmm. On Friday nights, a third hour at 10 p.m., now introducing the new show, AEW Rampage, which is going to be premiering August 13th. Um, and this, oh, wait, it's premiering on TNT. Oh, okay, right. Yes. It's premiering on TNT. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And it joins, you know, the number one show, AEW. And then um, come 2022, when all this happens, when everything moves to TBS, TNT is going to be essentially getting a, a, a showcase of four new annual wrestling specials. So you can kind of consider that like supercar specials, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so 2022, Dynamite and Rampage is going to TBS. TNT is getting this quarterly special. It's really a lot to take in here because the biggest thing that no one's really saying, but we have said that wrestling is not the most uh, valued thing on TNT. The NBA, who has made AEW shift and shake a little bit, uh, as we've seen, but this is a major move here. And, I mean, Tony Khan is saying that they rene- renegotiated a contract with Warner Media, and that's how they ended up on TBS. But, like, I, I feel like there's a lot more to put into context here. But before we go deeper into that, because I know there's going to be, like, some hockey and, base- and basketball ramifications with that, mm-hmm. ultimately, what is your thoughts about this new show being added, the four uh, annual shows that are coming, and the move to TBS? And, Miranda, we'll start with you. 
Yeah. I mean, I, starting off with the move to TBS, I think it makes sense. Um, if TBS is going to give them that airtime and not have to move them around constantly due to, uh, you know, basketball or other sports or other things happening, I think it's going to be good for them to be able to keep a consistent time. Financially, it's proper, pro- uh, very lucrative. You know, now they're mm-hmm. making money. They ha- they really did this TNT show with the experiment in hopes that they were going to be able to make more money or make money on it and now they're finally in a place financially where the show is is now paying for itself plus um as far as the expansion into another hour of television that is where i just get a little worried that they're expanding too fast because we've already had as you mentioned two shows on youtube uh you have a dynamite weekly and now a fourth show um how it all intertwines and blends like that, I think, is going to be the challenge to WWE's credit. It took them a long time to get to the place where you had Raw, SmackDown, NXT um, and they're all they're all their own shows and their own brands, which is why they can operate in their own world and in their own product. Whereas in AEW, everything kind of blends and crosses over. And I think the company is still trying to figure out what that looks like storyline-wise and how they use that to elevate talent and to continue stories. I, they seem to do it best between Dark and Dynamite. That seems to be the most cohesive so far. But that's taken time. Now, we don't know what the format of Rampage will be. Um, so I think that, too, will... You cause that whole continuity uh, question to come into play whenever we know more information, whether there will be matches, whether it is going to be more storyline based or interview or whatever content they decide to put on there. But I do feel like me personally, you know, I do get a little worried. They're growing really fast um, and maybe, you know, they still need to get all their ducks in a row and all their bearings when it comes to their talent, their storylines, some of their long-term booking and planning goals. Um, but overall, it seems like a very good thing for the company. I mean, it is now uh, this deal shows that wrestling is being valued to the point where they're moving uh, channels, they're getting more money, and more content is being added, likely at the request of TBS. They want to have this on there to fill in this slot. So the fact that I'm sure the, the network wants this means that it is being valued. Uh, just to quickly add, the only thing is, I mean, because we don't know the format, but the only thing we do know is that this third hour is going to be considered uh, core property. So dynamite, I mean dynamite and uh rampage are going to be like the valued shows. Mm-hmm. Uh where uh dark and elevation are like the developmentals and and so on. So right. So I mean and and again I still I, I very much mirror everything we're in to say here. Even with that being said, I'm still thinking like, well, that still seems like a lot. And it's a little, you, you start to get a little bit worried if it may be too much. I mean, is this going to be live? Do we know? It does come on at 10, which, you know, Tony Khan is saying, like, you know, he, he he says, like, this is a very valuable night in wrestling. But, I mean, it's still Friday night. So, 8 to 10, and most of us old folks are trying to hit the sack by then. So, from 10 to 11, another show, I, I don't know. 8 to 10? Of us, who's going to show it like, to sleep? No, like, no, I'm saying eight to ten. I'm sorry, I, I, yeah, I, I jumbled all that up. Eight to ten is SmackDown, and then once okay, that's cool. done, yeah, then you're yeah. like, yeah, 
trying to hit the sack. Well, yeah, the fact that they're not going to be competing with SmackDown, that That's it's not important. going head to head. Like that is another important thing that, but it still means that that's another hour of wrestling television when we already have hours on hours every week on multiple platforms, including YouTube, including Twitch, uh, including cable television. Like that is a, a lot for a very niche fan base that is yeah. pro wrestling let's face it no matter how popular it gets it's still a very niche fan base especially people who are that dedicated to watching that much wrestling in a week two questions number one how many people watch 205 live i used to i don't watch it anymore yeah. uh, number two what time does roh come on on what Friday. channel is ROH on? That's our first question. <laughs> my eyelids may watch it while I'm watching my inner eyes. I'm just I saying, mean, I could look it up online, but why bother? Yeah, I'm just I'm trying to figure out, like, where did anybody get the memo that 10 o'clock was a value time for watching anything? You know why? Because Unless some people still think television. ECW at 2 a.m. was a good thing back when we were younger. ECW yeah. at 2 o'clock in the morning on Saturday night. Yeah. They're you, like, let's still do that for Friday night. Not I mean, know. you you have to have a super strong cult base fan base in order cult to fan base. A, yes, a cult yes. put fan base gotcha. to survive at ten. You got to be on the level of Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead. Mm. Uh, what else? Like Dexter. What else is coming on like that? And Anything, on <laughs> I mean, Anything on Showtime. I mean, you have to have you have to have that type of religious pull in order for it to like, let me, really let me, succeed let me, at ten. Let me give two cents on this. When I first found out about this, I actually thought this was another WCW Thunder waiting to happen. Uh, the, the fact that you explained... You, you may not be wrong this, here. <laughs> this, this, the, the fact that you explained this was a core property has me thinking another WCW property if you remember back in the day. Do you remember WCW Saturday Night? Oh, yeah. yeah. TBS oh, yeah. Superstation. Oh, yeah. That is what I'm thinking this is going to be. Another WCW, because we all know Cody wants to be like daddy. Oh, yes. Another yes. WCW Saturday night where we're going to have on the Superstation these core elements of like maybe jobbers or whatever, what have you, where people are trying to bridge or probably trying to get that audience from SmackDown. Like, hey, wait, we have other wrestling to watch to Miranda's point. You know, the Simon Millers of the world are probably going to be watching this or the people getting ready to go to the bar are going to watch this while they get ready. But other than that, is it an integral part of, of AEW's spreading of their of, of their wings yes because we talked all the time and jamal talked all the time about there's only so far youtube can take you in terms of, of getting your message and your product out but you can get revenue from being out on other cable networks even if it's in syndication so this is purely a let's see what we can do with this if it works cool if it doesn't cool just as well uh, because TBS, there are a lot of people that still hanker for the days of WCW where we would see that kind of wrestling. And if they see the coaster and Sting and Shivani on a Friday night at 10 o'clock, they may think, oh, crap, they revised WCW. Let's watch this. And then I you do, have I just, some, I just somehow do not believe that there's anybody thinking this. <laughs> I guarantee you there's at least five kyuk kyuks. There's at least five people that are still going to watch this. He just said some people. Not a lot. Oh, my gosh. And stop calling your friends out in West Virginia. Oh, my gosh. Jesus. Shout out to my boys from the Nerdicons podcast. We're in West Virginia. So, my bad. I'll say this. I'm maybe thinking I'm probably one of rarely that thinks this is a terrible move. 
Um, because to me, I, I, once again, I understand the it is terrible. I understand the financial terrible. piece which that terrible. makes sense. Kobe Bryant is the best player <laughs> ever to play. <laughs> so terrible. 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 But um, I, I hey, think oh, hold on, hold on, Silas. I'm sorry, ahead, I cut you off. No, 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 good. You're good. Did you watch the Wizards game? Well, uh, the other night? Yes. I did. I did. Hey. If somehow Charles Barkley still has a job, did you hear him say Ish was the worst day? Who would name their kid? Kid Ish, <laughs> Ish Smith. Wow. He said that is a stupid name. Who would name their kid? So my and my wife, you know my wife too, changes. She's a baller, and she saw it. This is before Barkley even said that. She said Ish. What is his real name? <laughs> <laughs> she she did say that. So I, I cannot I, believe he's I cannot believe he said that on air. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, just to add, that means that there's a lot of freedom on TNT. Oh, it is. <laughs> and, those are, and, those are the, and those are the same guys who said, hey, get that dynamite out of here. Put them on. <laughs> Put that hockey on. Put that right. hockey on. Right. Um, but I'll say this. I think it's a bad move because I know when you look at TNT and the Turner Networks, to me, TNT is that number one network that they have. No question. But the thing is, anytime you move something from your major network of your your programming company and you move it to like one of the second tiers, to me, that shows a little bad that, hey, we thought we was going to have something big, but it wasn't as big as we thought we was going to do. And when you put that on TBS, and I'm thinking about everything sport-related or athletic-related that's ever ended up on TBS has failed. Even the NBA on TNT, remember back in the day, you had the NBA on TNT, was it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, and on TBS it was Wednesday. They dropped that TBS game quick because nobody was going to it. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping – I'm hoping I know like that WCW reference was very interesting when you said that, Damien. But I'm I'm hoping this is not the the seeds that's going to be the end of AEW on the Turner Networks because of this move too early. Because we're not even two years in and you're already making a big network move. To me, that's like saying you're taking an NBC show, but it's not working on NBC. So let me put it on USA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. And then another little wrinkle is these four little super shows that they're going to have. It's very right. reminiscent of Saturday night's main event. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah the, the little, uh, yeah. What was the name of the ones where like, they had to like, uh, like Clash of Champions. Yeah, yeah, Clash of Champions. Yeah. Clash of the Champions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, yeah, as well as you, you hit the points I was going to bring up is that mm-hmm. like going from TNT to TBS is not a promotion, which I also think this was very interesting that, when they first signed this TV deal, they made it seem like they signed a very long TV deal. So sure did, and that, and that and that may be true. But when you use the word negotiating, well, why? Because if something was good, there's no point in doing so. Most times, people negotiate a deal because somebody wants more money in one yep. direction. So if AEW wants more money, why would they want the lesser channel? Or was that the was that the deal? Fine, we'll give you yeah, more. I was gonna say that's the thing that they weren't really getting that much money from TNT. A lot of things, especially initially, were out of pocket. And at the end of the day, what continues to sustain a pro wrestling promotion? Money. Yeah. And so you know that. But I do completely understand. Marcellus has some really really good points about that move to TBS and really just the the risk that they run in viewership. Yes. Um, that yes. like it, it is very possible that the viewership diminishes, and it's already something that they've touted as far as being the victors again of this imaginary war. 
um, and, and touting their viewership, that could actually, you know, really be negatively impacted by this. Um, and you can have all the money in the world, but if you don't have a TV deal, as we saw, as we know from every other wrestling promotion in history, you don't have a good TV deal. You you can't be successful as a national promotion. We let's just be honest. We all love Impact on Destination America. <laughs> I mean, once you once you checked out those RVs and then wrestling came on, it was the best transition the of, best, of entertainment yes, ever. Yes. By the way, are yeah, do, do anybody know what's on TBS? Because I, I had to quickly glance over here and look at uh, the other programming that's on that channel. Just any anybody I, know anything before I, I say? I think there's a lot of American Dad on there and Family Guy. Oh that's, wow, <laughs> that's all I know. That's all I ever see on there. Uh, so you got a uh, full frontal with Samantha B. You have you got Wipeout, don't you, with John Cena? Yep, you have on Wipeout. TBS? Yeah, yep. so. you have uh, uh, Conan, but obviously at night. The Barbarian? Oh, you mean the? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's 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 in DC uh, randomly this week for some for whatever reason? Um, and what else do you have? Uh, um, exactly. Are the yeah, Braves exactly. still on TBS? Oh. Oh, wait, is this on TBS too? Oh, Go Big Show. Huh. Oh, yeah. well, that's on TNT. That's how I said I thought it was on TNT. Unless they do replays on that. Yeah, it says it says it airs Thursdays at 9 p.m. on TBS. Nonetheless, my whole consensus here is that where does how does Dynamite fit the scheme here? This seems to be like the the fun comedies. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I don't know. And I mean, like, will it pull the same type of ratings it did by being on a different channel? That is going to be the conversation to be had. Because TNT does have that sports uh, mm-hmm. aesthetic to them. Like, right. And, you know, you're not seeing shocking them on TBS. I mean, maybe on these jokey things. But, like, this is, like, it, it, to me, it definitely does not feel like a step forward, but possibly a step back or and the question is i was going to say as well when you talk about renegotiating here aw let's just say they wanted more money and they say okay we'll give you more but we're moving you off of tnt or was it warner media that was just like so we're kind of tired of putting promotion and advertisement towards you all happen to change your dates because of these other things that we value and also we want to be a player in the game for hockey we're going to have to do something. I know we agreed to this, but, uh, you know, maybe. Look, I love me some hockey, but I'm sorry. This was a bit of a reach, man. Uh, no. <laughs> it should have went back to ESPN so we can get the jingle from 1992, bring back Barry Melrose out of mothballs, and we would have been fine. <laughs> but so, but so, no. so what do you think Warner Media's pitch was here? Why, why do you think they ultimately want, if, if they wanted to move them, why? So Zack Snyder can direct an episode of Dynamite. <laughs> Slow motion with explosions. You did believe it or not, Zack Snyder has no uh, stake in Warner Media. Like this, yes. this, this, this. <laughs> now, now Patty Jenkins, on the other hand, where they're like, all right, now we need you to actually figure out how to make this women's division work. I was gonna say, <laughs> wow. So it's like if it's 
like first Wonder Woman, then yes. If it's 1984, don't let her touch <laughs> it. Don't let her touch it. If it's what if it's 1984, don't let her touch it. Man, everybody picking her up for a billion different days. So hey, letting her produce wrestling is on par. You know, she's doing some Star Wars stuff, and yeah, hot commodity there. Um, so is that it? Is that it? Anything else y'all want to add to that? To yeah. this change it's not gonna make me want to watch more wrestling to be honest i think where we're at now i can only have so much time to watch wrestling and to cover it and talk about etc so how much is too much we talk about this at least once a year but i think with the expansion and then with impact and with wwe nxt etc etc roh if you can find it uh I'm exhausted just thinking about the amount of wrestling that there's out there. Kudos to people who want to see more. Great. More power to you. But at the same token is how much too much. And I think we're getting to overkill. Like to Miranda's earlier point about it being we are uber niche when it comes to wrestling. Mm. We're going to get even we're taking a, a, a small niche thing and making it bigger for the sake of what? Cross promotion, possibly. So I, I think we're hitting that tiptoe line of just how much is too much. Yeah. And by the way, is anybody like at any point considering, hey, I'm watching SmackDown, cannot wait to see Rampage after this? Nope. Not me anyway. Maybe there are some people. I tell you what, they knew damn well not to put this at eight o'clock. They did not want that wreck. <laughs> that all that rating talk, you're not gonna put it next to SmackDown. Nope. Like <laughs> you knew, you knew, you knew exactly no, how to how to navigate here. Nope. <laughs> See, Mimi knows. Nope. You you, you knew. I was gonna say, what's that gift? Nope. Yep. Nope. Nope. You you knew what alley not to drive down. <laughs> you knew what colors not to wear in that hood. <laughs> well. I don't know, man. I To me, like, the news came out, and to me, to kind of put a little bit more context on this, when it came out, it wasn't enough. That's why Tony Khan had to go out and kind of justify this and kind of, like, make this come full circle. I think this is, like, the same case of... I'm using a lot of movie references tonight. This is the same case with M. Night Shyamalan and his visions of his films. He got this grand scheme of how he wants to put something out, and it's going to be so good, et cetera, et cetera, to the fact that he... He has to review his own film in order for people to understand what is happening. And I feel like this is like essentially the same thing here, where it's just like Khan had to come out to say, like, this is why we did this move to make it make sense to us. Because like a third hour, you didn't do you didn't do three hours of dynamite. If dynamite's doing so good, then why not just add a third hour of that? I mean, please don't. Yeah, please don't. But but why not though? If your if your ratings are so good and your fans are so loyal, then why not just do a third hour? I mean, Raw, regardless of ratings right now, it has been three hours for the longest, and people tend to watch it, and it's good. We complain about it, we complain about everything, but it, it's still three hours, and that's what it. Better yet, the biggest thing to consider here is USA Network is still like three hours, cool. But if TNT values you so much and you're doing all these, you know, high matrix uh, metrics and ratings, then why not just do a three hour there? Do they, do, did they not have enough confidence in you? Cool. So we'll give you another extra hour because that's what they said was always the plan. I'm sorry. I've never heard Tony Khan say that they were going to do another show and it was only going to be one hour. It was just going to be another show. We thought it was just going to be a second dynamite two hours on another day. Mm-hmm. So they did another oh, yeah. hour. And then they put it on Friday night at 10? Yeah. 
And already, how does that go if you think about the very beginning? Then how was dark and elevation part of those beginning plans? You know, then why when you think, you know, why were those uh, one of those meant to be on uh, television? And what's the big what's the the, literally you have two shows on YouTube back to back. Uh, So, Mm. I mean, it's almost like a lot of duplication here for what? As as I mean, it's saying what for what? why do you have so much duplication especially so you know you have three programs in a row monday tuesday wednesday night wow exhausting yeah. exhausting i'm yeah. exhausted just thinking about it that's like i'm ready to go to sleep now <laughs> I just even thinking about it. I'm, I'm the old people he's talking about <laughs> old people me <laughs> And like it gotta think too for those three shows that the talent is different, but like the presentation is all the same. So again, mm-hmm. you got a third show on Friday night that's essentially what we've already got hours of it earlier before. To me, again, this is one of those type of things where it's like warning me is like, all right, you know what? This release is Snyder Cut. We don't care about it. Just put it out. <laughs> put it out. And- I hope the one it's talking about presentation with the money that they get out of this. I hope they make a new set. Because if I see that same thing <laughs> times in the same week, I'm, I'm going to lose it. You know, I, like, give me a new set at least once a week. I have mm. said this a long time ago. <laughs> that's every, a good point by Mimi. There's a lot of people at the table that's that, that thought that how creative they are and how loyal the fans are, that it's going to go everywhere they, they go. And sure, some of them follow. But... That whole translation of everything, you know, with I, I, I saw this. I, I, I actually saw this coming. I was like, I, I don't believe it. And I also think like we're going to see some really scary low numbers on Friday night because I just, I just don't see it. Matter of fact, matter of fact, mat, matter of fact, if this comes on at ten, and let's just say, I mean, we'll, we'll obviously know this, but their core demographic is our age, essentially, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't think, on even on that note, on our Friday night, our Friday of freedom, finally, because most of us probably don't have to go to work on Saturday, that we're not going to burn that 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock hour to watch some goddamn I'm wrestling. I'm <laughs> I go night night. I'm on night night. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, and by the way, dude, uh, I'm trying to think, what is on TNT Friday nights? Mm, maybe, maybe a movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was it Gilmore yeah. Girls? Yeah, movie job. Law yeah. and Order Law SBU Order. Part Six. Right. Exactly. <laughs> now that's I don't know. That's that. That's all. Anyway, actually, I do have a question. Uh, remember how when AEW started, even before when it was just doing the pay per views or whatever, what have you, they were aiming to be anti WWE. Correct. That's correct. what I remember. Correct. So are they slowly now morphing into that with now expanding their programming to equal the amount of hours that WCW, I mean, WWE promotes programming? Get it right the first time. WCW. <laughs> At this point, I'm going to start calling them AEWCW. There you go. Well, yeah. the, the Spider-Man memes are needed right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Really? <laughs> that's yeah. where they're going, and it's like, yeah. okay. I mean, they're I living long enough to, or, or they're living long enough to see them turn into the monster that they said they yes. want. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. I think that's the big criticism of WWE as far as how they've grown, what they've become, all of the partnerships and the networks they're on. But that's because they are an entertainment company that focuses on wrestling. And that's that what happens to have do. wrestling, yes. Yeah, that happens to have wrestling. And now I think AEW is seeing that in order to be, you know, a, a large national and possibly international promotion, you have to think big. You have to be big. And they're following very much the playbook that WWE has laid out. And so as much as they wanted to be different, ultimately it, it doesn't you look at it and, and you can't be, you can't do business differently in order to be as big as WWE. You're, you're following the same lanes. You're doing the same things. And sometimes at one point they have to acknowledge that and acknowledge that what the way in the path that WWE is paved is not a bad one. Um, it's just the, the way that business goes. Yeah. And you hit that nail on the head. You say that's how business goes. And we keep forgetting these are still businesses. These aren't like indie promotions who just want to break even, you know, and put on a good show. This is business. This is about making profit. So let's let's stop this whole AEW is not WWE because money talks and WCW walks that way. So let's let's stop acting as if that's not a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, hey, Mimi, I know I know you're like watching the show live and everything. Um, I, I'm going to put this comment up real quick, because although somebody might have just said on the show, this is definitely her putting herself over about how much she loves Roman Reigns. So just let y'all know. <laughs> Acknowledge Mimi at the table. Yes. We <laughs> just to let y'all know. This is this is, has nothing to do with us right here. This is her. <laughs> That's why she would be like, look, if AEW decided to be on Friday's opposite SmackDown, she would be pissed because it's like, mm -hmm. don't take my Roman away from me. Nah, was, look, let me tell you something. If they were as ballsy as they think they were, they would have absolutely ran it. Against SmackDown, but you knew, you know, 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 you know. Anyway, yo, let's 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 wrap up for tonight. Anything else y'all want to add? Are you ready for my one minute? Go for it. Oh, go ahead, Stellis. So today, as two chains marked earlier, and I forgot about it, it's our six year anniversary on May twentieth, six years ago, twenty fifteen. And two chains has known my my journey on this, and I'm gonna bring this to fruition. I've been battling, I've been fighting, I've been clawing to get to the top, and now I have made it. Silly Sellers will no longer be my name. Oh, I am no. now your mister, European <laughs> in the bank. I got my championship, and anybody from the UK, anybody from the USA, me, me, even you, I am doing an open challenge for anybody that wants to come after my title, because I am the title. champion. Of the Europe. <laughs> of the Europe. <laughs> I am your. Let me turn it right. Europe. I am your champion. Hey, dude, that's a beautiful belt. He has absolutely been wanting that belt for the longest. Yes. I, but I thought his cheap ass wasn't going to get it because I. I you, <laughs> he, my man, my man, make sure frugal, spent, not cheap, frugal. He, he yeah he's been strategically and he I was like oh he's not Very getting it <laughs> He just he just called out me Jesus Christ. Classic. <laughs> all right well that's a perfect way to end it well as always folks um we are live each and every thursday 8 p.m on our social medias 
Um, 7 p.m. Central for us Texas folk. <laughs> okay, then uh, 6 uh, East West Coast time because, you know, for our West Coast folks. Uh, yeah. Nonetheless, uh, the following day, you can catch the replay on all of your audio podcast podcast platforms. Miranda joined us tonight, special guest and my partner of the Impact Weekly Review uh, live each and every Friday. And I, it feels so weird saying that because, like, we'll say Friday and the next thing you know, we have to move to Mondays. Because yeah, yeah, Impact we- is shaking around, you know. I already jaded by wrestling just of all the things that Impact Wrestling has put us through. So, you know, <laughs> that's, that's commitment. That's commitment. That's why I'm so exhausted from wrestling because Impact has put us through the ringer. Just in the past year, for anyone who's been an Impact fan for many, many years, you know, damn, it's just, it's almost <laughs> like an abusive relationship. You just keep thinking things are going to change. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. And it then is. it gets better and then it gets worse. It is and then Kenny Omega thing. becomes your champions. And then, yep. just- oh, and then it's all hell breaks loose. There uh, you go. Well said. Yes. My partner, Miss Miranda Morales. And obviously you can find her over at the cheershot.com, the host of the Miranda show, which, what days does that release again? That gets released on Thursdays, every All Thursday right. at thechairshot.com. Right on, right on, right on. And as always.